We're in a series called 11th Hour. And we've called this series, 40 Days of Prayer, we've called it 11th Hour because the idea behind it is that at 11 o'clock, wherever you are, we would pause to pray. Just a little while ago, when Ray was leading the song 10,000 Reasons, we decided for the service that when the clock hit 11, we would pause to pray. And if you've been around at GRX for a while, you'd be like, oh, wait, what is, you know, what's going on? It's, it's a little different than our normal sort of routine or our liturgy of service, a little different. It's because we were trying to practice that at 11 o'clock, even when we're running service or we're doing something. Is it possible to pause and to pray? And so that's what we did just in service just a little while ago. On my phone, I've got, um, I've got a little alarm, and uh, I've set it for 11 o'clock. And the, uh, the name of the alarm is prayer. So at 11 o'clock, my phone goes off, and it chimes, and a little chime is going, and it just says prayer. So this is the idea behind this whole series, and we'll be doing this series from now all the way till Easter, 11 a.m., 11 p.m., um, to just pause and to pray. Each week for this series, I'll invite us to pray around some kind of theme or some kind of idea around prayer. And today, the theme is gratitude. Today, I'll be talking about prayers of gratitude. Now, there's all kinds of prayers. There's all kinds of things that we can be praying about. There's prayers of confession. There's prayers of seeking help. There's intercessory prayer. It's where we're praying for someone else or another community. There's prayers for healing, prayers for comfort. We can pray in the mind, in the heart, the body, We'll be looking at some of that a little bit more as the series goes on. But what I'd like to talk about today is gratitude. And gratitude. What is gratitude? Do we, do we have a slide that says gratitude on it? And there's a little definition under that. Um, maybe you guys know what gratitude is. But gratitude is this. It's the quality of being thankful. It's a readiness to show appreciation for something. I love, I mean, gratitude for me encompasses so much more than just being thankful because for me, gratitude has an action that's associated with it. A definition uh, of gratitude, uh, a dictionary type definition would be to return kindness. Gratitude is the readiness to return kindness. You've received something and then you're so grateful that then you want to pass something else on. You've received a gift and you want to return some form of act of kindness. So as you receive this gift, you're so grateful that we'd sit down and email or write a thank you note to someone. That's why writing a note or writing a thank you or emailing or even texting someone back after you get something, it's an expression of gratitude. It's an action that comes out of thanksgiving. 
Psalms, the book of Psalms, is considered the prayer book of the Bible. And when you look at all the Psalms, all 150 Psalms, about 50% of the Psalms, 50% of the prayers in the prayer books of the Bible are prayers of gratitude. They're prayers of thankfulness. And we're going to look at one of those prayers of gratitude, the first five verses of Psalm 103. And we're going to discover, I've got three reflections about what a prayer of gratitude is. What can we learn from, about prayers of gratitude from this psalm? So Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, it reads like this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So I'll say three things about this prayers of gratitude. The first thing is thank God. The second thing is remember the bad. And then the third thing is identify the good. Those three things are what Psalm 103 does. And it shows up as well in Psalms. And I'll talk through these things, three things again. But the first thing is this psalm begins with thanking God. Could, um, could we go right back to the very um, first verse, please? Because this psalm begins, bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, um, this version actually doesn't have it, but some of the versions, maybe the version that you have, will actually show this word, the Lord, in, all, in one capital letter and then three smaller capital letters. L-O-R-D are all capital letters. When you see that in Scripture and you're reading along, what that signifies is something very, very significant in the translation. It's not just bless the Lord, kind of like this general sense, like some random God out there. When it shows up as these all cap letters, big L and then smaller caps, O-R-D and the smaller caps, that's actually what's called the tetragrammaton of God. It's actually the holy name of God. So it's not just any random name, the capital letters of God, it's the holy name of God. Sometimes you hear of it as Yahweh, but the tetragrammaton is the tetra, the four, name, the four letters of God. Y-H-W-H in the English translation. This is the name that God has given himself when God was talking to Moses at the burning bush. In Exodus chapter 3, when God is talking to Moses, Moses says, who are you? And God says, I am who I am. And then Moses says, well, who, when I go to Egypt to uh, free your people, what should I tell And he says, this is who I am. I am Yahweh. That's what this name is. This name was so holy when it shows up in Scripture, and particularly in the Psalms, 
This name is so intimate and so holy that when Jewish readers would be reading the Psalms in worship, they would not say Yahweh, the holy name of God. They would say Adonai, which is my Lord. And so we get, bless the Lord, my Lord, and that's how it shows up in English. But really what this is, bless the Lord, what really that is, is the holy name of God. That's Yahweh. When we give prayers of gratitude to God, it's very specific. It's specific to God, to Yahweh, the Holy One, the Creator, the Redeemer. It is not general. It is God Almighty, God on high. You know, I I, I sometimes hear in culture that sometimes something good happens in people's lives and then they just sort of do this sort of arbitrary, general thank you. I used to have a friend, she was from the South, and whenever something good happened, she'd go, Ooh, thank you, thank you, thank you. She got to have this Southern accent. And sometimes she would go, Ooh, that was so good. Thank my lucky stars. She said, thank my lucky stars. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. All right, I guess you could thank your lucky stars. Or sometimes in culture, people are done with something and, and they're finished, and then they kind of say sarcastically, they go, oh, thank God that's over. Oh, man. Whew, thank God I'm done with that job. That's not what I'm talking about here. Even though it shows up in culture all over the place, our thankfulness as followers of Jesus begin with a very specific thank you. And that's what Psalm 103 is. Bless the Lord. Thank God. Thank Yahweh. Thank Jesus. So that's the first reflection. The second reflection on prayers of gratitude is remember the bad. And this might be a little surprising. Like, why would I remember the bad? Well, Psalm 103 is remembering the bad. Psalm 103 is saying, ah, from the pit you redeemed my life. In a time of disease, you healed me. And I think generally we as a people, we don't like to remember the bad, right? Rose-colored glasses, you know, that people, you know, don't be so pessimistic. I'm going to be wrong. You know, we as a people and we as a culture, like optimism and, and being positive. Why, why, why remember the bad? But I've found that when we remember the bad, we don't have to dwell there, but when we remember the bad, it actually makes the good so much more good. I mean, we can be thankful for the job that we have now. But if you remember the time when you were unemployed, when you remember the uncertainty as you were job hunting, if you remember the anxiety that you had when you were job interviewing and you were waiting for a callback, when you remember that bad, then you can recall and lead you into a deeper understanding of the good, and a deeper sense of thankfulness. 
I always find that out of a season of darkness or out of a season of pain or out of a season of sorrow, there comes and emerges a deeper and a greater and a more profound gratitude. And so it's actually this remembering the bad that for me, prayers of gratitude are actually incredibly authentic prayers. Prayers of gratitude are incredibly authentic when we remember the bad while we also recognize the good. And that's the third thing that Psalm 103 does. It thanks God, it remembers the bad, but then it also identifies the good. He says, it is your forgiveness, it's your healing, it's your redemption. You have crowned me with love and with mercy. And the good that God has brought into the psalmist's life is deeply personal for him. So as we go into this week, is there something deeply personal for you that's just for you that you can remember that God has brought you through? Do we have that last question up here on the, can we put that up here on the screen? It's what good has God brought into your life? At 11 o'clock this coming week, I'd encourage you to pray prayers of gratitude. But around this question, what good has God brought into your life? If you're like me, I find that it's really easy to take a lot of things for granted. Like, oh, just stuff happens. Like, oh, just like around our house. Just like the dishes just get done. Or the yard just gets raked. Or maybe here in worship service, the visuals just pop up on the screen. But there's a deep gratitude that we can live with, recognizing that God has put specific good in our lives. Whether it's our friends, whether it's our family, whether it's the people that serve, especially behind the scenes here at GRX. It might be your work. It might be your home. It might be your health. What has God specifically brought into your life that you can pray and be thankful for? I'm going to close this message and I'm going to pray for us. But I'm also going to, in that time, leave a space of prayer, uh, leave a space of silence for us to pray prayers of gratitude. If you want to, you can just pray that quietly in your heart. If you want to, you can give voice to that and just say something out loud. I know that's not comfortable for everybody, but that's okay. If you're not comfortable, just pray quietly in your heart. Something you're grateful for. But if you're grateful for someone, you might just want to pray their name out loud. And then after a time of prayer together, I'll close our prayer time. So let's join together in prayers of gratitude.
God, we thank you that you are a God who hears our prayers and that you are a God who desires to fill our lives with good things. You desire for our lives to be filled with your love and with your mercy. That you desire for us to know your redemption in our lives. So God, we thank you. God, we acknowledge that at times our lives have experienced brokenness, sin, and darkness. But God, you bring us through. And so God, now in this moment, we take time to give you thanks for situations, for people, for things that you have put into our lives that are good.